podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 49, Psycho 2. I'm your host, Kyle. I'm John. I'm Justin. I think you meant to say I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Not Batman. No, no, you're not. (laughs) Batman's rich and has fun toys. Um, we'll start with housekeeping for the game that I always win every week. Well, I know we sure as hell don't win because it makes me look bad. Yeah. If anything, I'm just getting movies like, oh, I should watch that. And you guys are like, oh my god. And yet you haven't. That's true. How many months has it been since <laughs> I mentioned the Blues Brothers? <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, obviously we're going to cover that, right? I was waiting. That's a movie you need to see multiple times so you can yeah. catch all of the different funness that's, that is the Blues Brothers. Yeah. One all right. All right, Justin, why don't you go first? I'm going to go with a movie that I watched this week and is on this list here. Um, has Kyle seen Sergeant Bilko? I say Steve yes. Martin, Dan Aykroyd. I th- I say yes. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I've even heard of it. I know we talked about it during around Veterans Day because I know I had watched it. And I think that was my pick of that week. Um, Steve Martin, overtake. I mean, I feel like it's possible because I feel like I watched a lot of Steve Martin stuff when I was younger, but it would have been before I remember anything. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Has Kyle seen Problem Child? John Ritter. Probably like not. Although again, he should have. Yeah. Uh, I've not. What the fuck? You guys, you guys, just every week it's the same. You know, eighties or nineties comedy. Well, we know you've seen. watched everything else, so. I yeah. mean, everything that's these are important alive. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's timeless. three of them. Yeah, well, the third one doesn't really count. That's not the same cast. But Junior in Love. Yeah, that was like a made-for-TV special. No. But number two is funny. The little girl reminds me of Christy. Dog face big shits. Oh yeah. That was the first one. No, no, that was no, the second that was one. The love yeah. Stone. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't even heard of these, honestly. Sorry to say. <sighs> My God. I do like the poster. It says Attila the Hun, Ivan the Terrible, Al Capone. They were all seven once. <laughs> and there's like a cat in the washer. It's like drawing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You'll, you, you'd like them, and you, you should check them out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the director, I think he's... Yeah, the yeah. director's like an Adam Sandler. Yeah, he did Grown Ups, I think, one yeah. and two. Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy. I have seen this. Don't worry. And uh, interesting thing I just realized this weekend when watching it was that uh, the, the girl... 
that plays the horrible wife in the first one plays his love interest in the second one, but a totally different character. And it's his actual wife. That is interesting. Um, well, that was another thrilling installment. Um, I think I don't even remember the last time I got a yes, honestly. It's been, it's been a while. I feel like at first I was getting a lot of yeses, but that, uh, that's soon went away. So anyways, we'll move on to any big news stories or trailers you guys saw this week. I did see something where, um, Blockbuster Video re- reactivated their website and Twitter. Oh, really? But I'm not. They, they don't know what's coming of it. Yeah. And with this recent recent boom in retro, it there was talks of a possible resurgence. I'm not going to rent a goddamn movie anymore. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Yeah, it was fun back then, but no. Yeah, there was also <laughs> the um the whole thing with the what was it? What was that like tech store? Um, Circuit City. No, it was like a smaller one. <laughs> um. Well, anyways, right. like somebody bought the rights to it, and like was like tweeting from the account, like trying to be funny, and uh, it was just like a scheme just to like use these old and dead brands. Yeah. I wish it was like I remember there's one at the Denim Mall right next to GameStop. Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Yeah, that's what it was. So I wonder if maybe that's what the blockbuster thing is. Because I just looked at Twitter and it's just them trying to be funny. That's like with Ames coming back. There's rumors that Ames is coming back. Ames? Yeah, that was a department store. Probably was closed right around. In the Northeast. Yeah, it's kind of like Bradley's. That was around when you were a real infant. Yeah, I haven't been there or Bradley's. Well, no, Bradley's folded before you were born. <laughs> no, no, he was born in 99, so Bradley's closed, I think, in 2001, February 2001. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Blockbuster makes a comeback. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody knows Blockbuster. Like, they, they even could do a streaming service the way things are. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's too late. They're done. There's still that last one, wherever it is. Uh, um, Bend, Oregon. Yeah. And there was just a show about it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a documentary. No, there was like a sitcom. <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot they made a show of it. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Um. Yeah, I I don't think there's any big new trailers this week either. Like, I went to see John Wick 4, but I don't remember there being any. I saw the final Renfield one, but... Yeah, that looks all right. Wasn't, that, there, a, wasn't there a new Evil Dead Rise trailer today? No. Go Fobo said something out about it. I know they, they... I think they announced the date that you can get tickets today, which is April 8th or 6th or something. Yeah, no, there wasn't a trailer today. Oh. I think I would have known that. Nah. You'd think you'd um, have seen the Blues Brothers by now, but, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, Justin, what have you watched this week? <laughs> Not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I've watched Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> I've watched uh, Pause of Fury there, that story of Hank, that uh, cartoon about basically blazing saddles. And I love that movie. Psycho 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> really diverse week. It's been a very long week. I was working in Seattle this week. So I didn't have any downtime. Well, I had lots of downtime, but it was behind the steering wheel of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, John, what have you watched? Uh, well, I watched A Man Called Otto, that Tom Hanks movie. It was really good. Uh, I watched Willie's Wonderland again. I watched Psycho 2. And then I watched Problem Child 1 and 2. Nice. I uh, I watched John Wick, John Wick 2, Prospect, All Quiet on the Western Front, John Wick Chapter 3, John Wick 4, and then A Good Person, and then I watched Psycho 2 today. Uh, oh. And I'll talk about John Wick 4 later, but John, since you were already talking about it, if you want to get into Problem Child for your pick. Uh, well, thanks for ruining <gasps> my Spoiler pick. alert. I don't know shit. Jeez. <laughs> Well, as I, as he said, Problem Child is my pick this week. Ben, played by John Ritter, is a good-hearted guy who's always wanted a son of his own. But so far, he and his wife have had no success. The couple, couple adopt Junior, played by Michael Oliver, a red-headed hellion who quickly makes their lives miserable. Disaster follows Junior wherever he goes, from camping trips that require emergency room visits to birthday parties that turn into grand affairs. When Ben's incest, incensed family tells him, <laughs> that almost took a turn. <laughs> tells him to get rid of the boy, he starts to wonder if they might be right. It also stars Michael Richards and is directed by Dennis Dugan. Um, I didn't have the release date, which was 1990. Uh, yeah, some point in 1990. Gilbert Gottfried's in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He fucking cracks me up. More, more so the second one than the uh, first one. But Yeah. Um, and I forgot how much, like, swearing was actually in that movie. <laughs> PG meant something different back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was released on July 27th, 1990. No, I was thinking of showing it to Hunter, and I'm like, I can't show him this. <laughs> Fucking. It's sad because my pick, Sergeant Bilko, which you would think would be, you know, more geared towards that older story, but there's no swearing. There's, that's pretty clean comedy. Yeah, I know. So. Well, but, we might yeah. as well roll now. So I'm going to go right into my pick now, Sergeant Bilko. When not trafficking in contraband, Sergeant Bilko, played by Steve Martin, oversees his base's gambling operations, and occasionally runs a little con game. All under the oblivious nose of his commanding officer, Colonel Hall, played by Dan Aykroyd. After Bilko's old nemesis, Major Thorne, played by Phil Hartman, rest in peace, shows up, intent on ruining his career and stealing his girlfriend, Rita, played by Glenn Headley, Bilko must take extra care to cover his tracks while concocting the perfect scheme to take down his foe. Uh, initially released March 29th, 1996, and directed by Jonathan Lynn. This is just no. a good, nice comedy. I like this movie. 
I've never seen any of that on a military base, just saying. Yeah, sure. Likely story. Actually, I I ran the gambling in my unit, so (laughs) I ran the football picks and the squares and the – but whatever. That reminds me. I haven't seen it forever. That was one of my favorites when I was little, Major Pain or whatever. I haven't seen that in forever. That was probably your last correct – the last one you've seen on Has Kyle Seen It. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it probably is. That was a movie I watched a lot. And I, I want to watch it again now. I haven't thought about the movie in so long. Um, it was on today. <laughs> um, so my pick was John Wick 4, which just came out um, with, the, with the price on his head ever-increasing legendary hitman John Wick t- takes his fight against the high table global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld from New York to Paris to Japan to Berlin. Uh, came out March 24th, 2023, and is directed by Chad Stelsky, who directed all other ones, too. And I think this is honestly the best one. It's really long. It's definitely the probably only bad thing about it. But even then, it's like everything they're doing is so awesome and impressive. Like, oh, it's so awesome. Um, so I highly recommend John Wick 4. And I honestly, like, I think each, I rewatch them all. I think each movie gets better and better as they get, like, a little more crazy with each one. But it's never, like, too, too over the top. But this one has some fun stuff in it. And, yeah. Um, so we'll just move on to our main topic, Psycho 2, which is quite different from any of the movies we just talked about. Um, <laughs> it was rated R and initially came out June 3rd, 1983. So that's about 22 years, 23 years after the original Psycho. Um it was directed by Richard Franklin and screened by play by Tom Holland and Richard Franklin. Tom Holland, of course, did, you know, Fright Night, Child's Play, done a bunch of horror stuff. Um, box office was $34.7 million, and it was a budget of five, and it's currently streaming on IndieFlix subscription. All right, and for our cast, we have Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates, Vera Miles as Lala Loomis, Robert Logia as Dr. Bill Raymond, Meg Tilly as Mary Loomis, Dennis Franz as Warren Toomey, Hugh Gillen as Sheriff John Hunt, Robert Allen Brown as Ralph Statler, Claudia Breyer as Emma Spool, Ben Hartigan as Judge, Lee Garlington as Myrna, Jill Carroll as Kim, Tim Meyer as Josh, and Oz Perkins as a young Norman Bates. I... That, I... The whole time I was watching it, I was like, wow, that looks like Jennifer Tilly, but, like, not quite. So it makes sense that it was her sister. <laughs> now I'm realizing that. Um, Wait, who was her sister? Jennifer Tilly. Meg Tilly. Mary. The main girl. Oh, damn, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was like, the whole time I was like, I, that's definitely not her, but it looks similar. But, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and I guess Oz Perkins is maybe Anthony Perkins' son or something. That's cool. It's probably. Yeah. I couldn't get over how young Dennis Franz looked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like how old Anthony Perkins looked. It was only twenty-two years. I don't know. He looked like he was almost well, fifty. Back I don't know how then, twenty-two years. That's people a lot more. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, we can get into it. So, of course, it starts off. No, which, nope. Uh, can't see that. <laughs> that was a picture uh, of Meg Taylor now. Alright, go ahead. Um, so it starts off with the shower scene from Psycho, which I thought was interesting. It kind of reminded you of Psycho. I feel like it's we didn't really. 
<laughs> yeah. I guess, like, for us, like, back then, I feel like, because, like, we're used to, like, requels now, and this is kind of that, but back then, which I thought was interesting, there probably weren't a lot of sequels like this that many years later. Um, but anyway, so it starts off, uh, Norman's let out of the institution after 22 years. Um, as he attempts to build back a normal life, he takes a job as a dishwasher at the local diner, and he's back at the... Uh, motel, but he feels his old demons coming back to haunt him. Um, thinking that he's found a friend at the waitress at the diner, he offers her, you know, to stay at the room at the Bates Motel because she's having boyfriend problems. Um, and when the manager, Toomey, is renting out rooms to drunks and degenerates, um, Norman fires him and then uh, lets Mary stay at his house instead. Um, so what do you guys kind of think of the beginning? Nowadays, that would be very creepy. Yeah. Which part? There's a whole lot of this that wouldn't fly. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this whole movie wouldn't fly nowadays. I think yeah, it's crazy, it like, th- that they let him out. And, like, obviously there's a lot explained why people are nice to him later on, which are, like, the twists. But, like, even him just being let out in general is, like, insane to me. Um, like, I figured before watching this, there would be like, I don't know, like he escapes prison. It's like super, but no, they just let him go. Um, well, that's the American justice system. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he wasn't found guilty. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Yeah. And that is why he can get out. And I mean, yeah. you know, and that's the, it, the way this shit goes. <laughs> and they were even like, yeah, he's not insane anymore. <laughs> like they kept saying that as he's clearly oh, yeah. like, my mom was calling me. Yeah, you know, shit goes away, you know? Kind of like a cold. Yeah. I mean, you can rehabilitate. (laughs) But, I mean, in the end, I mean, then you got, you know, the victim advocate there. Mm -hmm. Again, in quotes, you know, later on in the movie. But, I mean, it's an interesting, interesting take for a sequel. Yeah. You know, um, cause they, you know, one, they acknowledge pretty much the exact amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, which, which keeps it really tight. Whereas a lot of these sequels, you know, it's, you know, the sequels made two years later, they're like 20 years later, or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a neat take, you know, to kind of see what could happen after someone who's done something like that. Yeah. And it's back out. And like I said, like, we're, there's so many movies like this coming out now with horror where it's, it was, like, weird to see it in the 80s So because it's still that 80s kind of horror vibe. Oh, um, it definitely did. We'll get into that once we get up to some of these kills. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So then we have Norman begin receiving strange phone calls and notes from his long-dead mother. And he's starting to feel like he's spiraling out of control and is starting to be convinced that his mom's alive again. And so, you know, as most people do, he begins acting irrationally. Uh, we soon find out that his new roommate, Mary, is really Mary Loomis. <laughs> the daughter of Lila Loomis. <laughs> Victim advocate lady trying to get Norman back into the jaily jail. Um, but it seems Lila married her sister Marion Crane's boyfriend, 
Sam Loomis after Marion was found dead at the hands of Norman. Upset that Norman had been released, Lila, with the help of her daughter, concocts a plan to drive basically Senior Cuckoo Bird Norman crazy and get him sent back to the institution. Uh, when Toomey and a teenage boy who was kissing his girlfriend in the Bates fruit cellar are mysteriously killed by what looks to be an old woman with a knife, the police question Norman. However, Norman was locked in the attic when the boy was killed and at work with Toomey. And at work when Toomey was killed. Um, so, I mean, the Toomey death. I mean, I, I, again, I, I wasn't paying 100% attention, but I mean, I kind of looked away for a second and I came back and Dennis Franz looked like all of a sudden, like, I don't know, he was just all hopped up on, like, just all the coke. Yeah. And had been hit in the head with a truck. I'm like, why does he look so terrible? And then you get the knife come in and it's like, Oh yeah, 80s graphics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting too, like, these two first kills, like, you don't really see it. Like, you do, like, we'll get into the other ones, but these two are very mild compared to the other ones for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the Franz one was kinda, it, 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 it showed its age. Yeah. Cause you know, the knife comes down, it's got that quick scene where you can kinda see things open up. Yeah. It's that terrible, terrible old 80s makeup and, yeah. Which reminds me of that total recall scene where he's turning the thing out of his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always funny when they we'll we'll get to, you know, one of the dead bodies they show later, but it's like the fakest body you'll ever see. And the people are like, ah Um, <laughs> like the one in the rocks. But anyways, um so frightened by the shadow of a woman in the window of his mother's old room, Norman had rushed to find his mother's room decorated the way it was when she was alive. Then, upon hearing a noise in the attic, he went up to investigate, half expecting to find Norma Bates waiting for him. But uh, he becomes convinced that he was the killer of Toomey and the teen. And Mary starts to feel guilty about her involvement in the plan to kind of drive him crazy. So she tells her mother, Leela, that she doesn't want to do it anymore, that finding out that it was Leela who dressed up as Norma Bates in the bedroom window, and that it was Leela who reinstated the room decorations, um, and that it was also her that locked Norma in the attic and uh, who killed Toomey and the teenage boy, allegedly. Um, then Leela again sneaks into the Bates fruit cellar, to put on the mother costume that is hidden under some loose stones, thinking that if she can drive Norman over the edge, finally. Um, but then she's shocked when she sees another old woman with a knife who ultimately kills her. Um, and this death is, this is Much when I was better. like, wow, they went for it. Yeah, it's like a knife straight through the mouth, um, which I, I thought was great. That's when he fell through the, down the stairs, right? Or over the, no, no, that's the, that's the doctor. Yeah. yeah. That this one, Norman's doctor, Dr. Raymond, had found out Leela and Mary were up too, and uh, ordered Norma's body to be exhumed to prove that she was still dead. Um, kind of just show Norman, but then he's trying to fill her, Norman in on what the girls were doing. Um, but then he accidentally gets stabbed by Mary, who is trying to dress up as the mother to show Norman that it was just her and her mother scaring him and kind of letting him know what was going on. But for this death, she accidentally stabs him, and then... <laughs> He, like, stumbles back and falls off the stairs, and then he turns and hits the banister of the stair. The knife does and goes into deeper into him, which I thought was fun. 
Um, you know, it's silly, but that was a cool kill. I like yeah. that. That might have been my favorite kill. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the just straight up knife right to the mouth. Yeah, I I, I, I loved both of those. I think she, the band she deserved it. She did. She did. Robert Loja did not deserve it. Ah, <laughs> uh, but now we got Mary get accused of all the murders as Norman looks truly insane. And in the dark of night, Norman sets the table for tea in the Bates kitchen when there's a knock at the door. And, I mean, they they foreshadowed this one pretty good. You know, they showed her coming up to make you think that, oh, it's a little old lady. Oh, here comes his mom. It's going to be somebody else dressed up as his mom. And uh, he opens the door, and the little old woman who walks in is the one who owns the diner. And the spool, she takes a seat at the table where she proceeds to tell Norman that she is his real mother. And Norman adopted Norman when she, Emma, was institutionalized. (laughs) It was she who was calling Norman and sending him notes, and it was she who killed those people. After all, she had to protect a little boy, which, I mean, in a movie, and, well, I mean, now we're in a generation where there's just so many twists in movies and stuff. I mean, this one was a fucking roller coaster. Yes. Um, This one had more goddamn twists and turns That's like even than anything she, I've seen. You when know? Mary calls him. And he's, she's like, this is your mother, get off the phone, hanging up. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> twist after twist after, like, late 90s Vince Russo WWE. It's a swerve, bro. It's a swerve. <laughs> we're going to show him this and we're going to go over there. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it kept you guessing. Now, you, you'd never seen this before, Justin, right? No. Mm-mm. I had neither, and, like, I'm watching, I'm going, what the fuck? Okay, so it is her, but it's not him, but it's her. I, I mean, it's, I, it's one of those things that's, like, with, with, with uh, the, you know, the mom and the, the, the daughter there, it's, like, they didn't give you time to really figure that out on your own, either. Like, yeah. they didn't drop a lot of clues trying to get you to sniff your way down that that mm-hmm. trail like a lot of these movies nowadays <laughs> would just be peppering you with little hints and and get you to think you know hey we're over here when we're really over here and mm-hmm. so it, it it was subtle so it, it made it you know a bit more believable yeah yeah i um the whole time i was like i, <laughs> I was trying to guess what was happening because i always assumed i was like oh norman's gonna be the killer in this movie like obviously like they're letting him out he's just gonna kill a bunch of people but then i was like oh i don't think maybe he's not and i think i i thought anthony perkins is really good at being like just literally a a crazy person that's like you're kind of rooting for him just because he's like this sweet old crazy guy but at the same time you're like is he killing everybody um but i guess he really was rehabilitated i mean yeah well until the final scene, but yeah, people pushed him over the edge. Yeah, yeah you probably would have been fine if people just left yeah. him alone. See, that's what you can't fuck with crazy people, man. They yeah, they got nothing left to lose. Yeah, yeah. but uh, as Emmer as Emma sips her tea, Norman picks up a shovel positioned against the kitchen counter because everybody has a shovel in their kitchen. Totally, and s- slams it over her head, carrying her body upstairs to mother's room. Norman is now completely insane again, and we hear Norman talking in his mother's voice. Don't play with filthy girls. 
And and Norman's back. He's back, baby. Yeah. Sounds like it's somebody's voice who should have been in John's ears for a few years. <laughs> hey. Those, Those were years. <laughs> That's what we like to call a war phase. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this definitely twists and turns and mm-hmm. nowadays yeah. everything is so damn predictable but this <clears throat> yeah definitely not like the twist at the end I was like who the whole time I was like who the fuck could the <laughs> other killer be and then when it was the <laughs> the nice old lady that was like <laughs> the last person I would have expected but it made sense it was kind of that's like a subtle thing where it's like there was literally an old lady in the movie and like no you probably never would have thought it was her that's probably kind of what they were going for. And, I mean, you probably should have. I mean, they, they, you know, now that, you know, we've seen it and yeah. you kind of go back and look at it, you know, there was a lot of solo close-up shots of her yeah. when he would walk into the diner when he first showed up. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, um, and I didn't mention it back, you know, when we talked about it, but I did notice that when – Norman first takes Mary into mother's bedroom on the right side after he turns on the light. There is a very distinct outline of Alfred Hitchcock on the dresser to the right. Yes. So there's something for you to look at when you go back. I just, I noticed it is clear as day, but Mm -hmm. you wouldn't notice it if you're not looking at that side of the screen. Yeah. Cause he was, I think he's known for like, he's always cameoing in his movies. So. That is interesting. He was he dead? He was dead by the time this came out, right? Uh, I I would assume so. Probably. He was he was already old when Psycho was made, so. Uh, and you know, he was a big man. What do you mean he by did, that? Well, he I, he is a very distinct shape, and it's round. That's why you can the big round head and the round. Yeah, he was dead. He died in nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah I've yet, I mean, I mean only considering he was born in eighteen ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Wow. Um. Yeah. So, what do you guys kind of think of, uh, you know, the setting and the sound and the music and stuff? Well, setting, you're gonna love like the uh, big creepy ass looking house. Yeah. Behind this little fucking rinky dink hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I believe that's still on the uh, Universal backlot in Florida. Yeah. <coughs> or yeah. Rec- reproduction of it. Well, considering they made that show and all that stuff. Since. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I I didn't. I was gonna rewatch Psycho before, but I didn't get time to. But it's exactly how I remember it too from that one. Yeah. But you know this, that setting's pretty cool and. Yeah. It, it's iconic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see the old house up on the hill, and you know, that's what she makes you think of. Mm-hmm. And you know, this this guy's just trying to live a normal life. People fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to watch the first one again, like kind of knowing um, what happens to this one. I'm kind of intrigued by the third one now. Yeah, I honestly, I think, um, <laughs> I think we'll say the third one's like really good compared to why like the first the, one's up to great. Why don't you pull up the synopsis for the third one and read it? Okay, give an idea what it's about. I'm gonna go with Norman Bates. <laughs> He is in all of them, which is cool. Um, 
Norman Bates falls in love with a fallen nun who stays at the Bates Motel alongside a drifter and a curious reporter. Meanwhile, Mother is still watching. Okay. And and the the tagline is, Norman Bates is back to normal, but Mother's off her rocker again. (laughs) Which is great. And once again, it's actually directed by Anthony Perkins. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... That's cool. Oh, we might have to cover that down the line. Yeah. Is this, then, it, t- it takes place one month after the events of Psycho 2. Cool. Yeah, and that, that one came out in 86. Plenty of time to decompose. Yeah. And then there's also Psycho 4, The Beginning, which is a TV movie, so. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it says, Norman Bates recalls his childhood with his abusive mother while fearing his unborn child will inher- inherit his split personality disorder. So, who knows? The third one does sound interesting, though. And then, of course, there was a Psycho remake, like, that was, like, shot for shot or whatever, with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Um, Julianne Moore, Vico Mortensen, William. It actually has a really good cast, but, you know. I haven't seen that. Have you guys seen that one? I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. I think I watched it a while ago. Yeah. It's just weird to do a remake that's shot for shot. That's like exactly the same, but that's like um, what was that Eli Roth movie that did that? Oh, uh, Cabin Cabin Woods. No, um, oh Cabin Fever, yeah, 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 yeah. One time I I recommended Cabin Fever to somebody and they watched the remake, and they were like, "Yeah, that wasn't good." I was like, "Oh, yeah, because you watched no, <laughs> just like a, a copy of it, yeah." Um, and then we have Bates Motel, which is the TV show that is a prequel to Psycho, and uh, I think kind of the mother's of focus, who's played by uh, Vera from from Vermiglia. I don't, I can't say her last name. Vermiglia. <laughs> uh, Vermiglia, yeah. Um, and I, I that I'm honestly curious about that one now because I wonder if that has like references to the other Psycho movies. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. And, you know, she's great in the Conjuring movies, so, yeah. Did you um, watch the TV show at all, Kyle? No. Like, I, I had only seen Psycho, um, and, it like, for the longest time, I didn't even know there were sequels. Um, and the reason why this piqued my interest was, well, when we were thinking about movies, it came up on my, I shuffled my letterbox watch list, and it was up there. And then there's, like, a line in Scream 6 where they're, like, talking about movies, and they both agree Psycho 2 is underrated. So I was like, oh, maybe I should watch that. Um, so overall, what do you guys think of the well, length? How about, the, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, the runtime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a little long, but for all those twists and turns, you kind of needed it. Yeah. Especially yeah, think- for a movie from that from that. Uh, you know, from that decade, or, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, a normal horror movie was you know an hour thirty, hour forty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was an hour and a half, it would have been crazy. Like, just it would have been way too quick. And then uh, we kind of talked about it, but so favorite kills. Mine was when the guy fell on the knife with the knife in him and landed. Yeah, I'm still sticking with the knife in the mouth. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely torn between those. Um, and we didn't, we didn't talk about the um, 
the blood in the toilet in the tub. Oh, yeah. When she was putting the bloody rag down there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good... uh, Kind of like like a homage to the first one. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, there's also is a shower scene, and you kind of think, like, it's at the point of the movie where you're like, okay, now Norman's going to kill her. But then it's just the eye in the wall, which is also interesting. Because they definitely play with your expectations, where you're expecting it to be a lot more like the first one. Yeah. But then it's definitely not at all. Um, But it's kind of psychological like the first one is, because the first one, you know, you're following that main girl for half of it, and then she dies, and then you follow Norman, which is also interesting. You know, Psycho 1 was the first movie to ever have a flushing toilet in it. Yes. I did go to film school. Oh, I'm sorry. You could have shocked me with some of the movies you haven't seen. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, so do you guys recommend? Do you guys recommend this movie? I mean, it it caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. You know, yeah. a nice little twist, and you know. Yeah. And he, even, like, if you're not super into horror, it's not, like, the scariest movie. It's kind of yeah. psychological, especially with how popular true crime is nowadays. Most people could probably appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gory and bloody or overly done. It's yeah. No, most of the blood comes out of the toilet. That's about it. Yeah, even, like, the knife through the mouth and the banister one. Like, they're not – it's yeah. not super gory. It's just what happens is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, um, finding the car and the, you know – Kind of got that uh, dirty, hairy feel a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, is there anything about the Psycho reboot? I feel like we have to always ask that for any, like, horror franchise. Is, do we know? I don't know. I mean... I feel like I haven't heard anything. I just searched it up. It doesn't look like... It, I mean, there was the Psycho remake in, like, 1998, but... They tried. I think it failed. I yeah. mean, at this point, this movie's been done, you know... So many yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of movies about, you know, that lonely hotel out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and the crazy guy killing people. So, yeah, I mean, Especially, it, in its way, it's been remade so many times. It's, but this yeah. one, I mean, this is, this is a different, this is a different road. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see, I would like to see something like this. After, you know, some of the other, you know, um, once or twice off, you know, horror killers and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, other, other styles of, you know, the aftermath, mm-hmm. you know, what happens to, you know, either the, the crazy killer who, you know, didn't do it, you know, he was led into do it or even, you know, survivors. You know, see it from, you know, their side and, yeah. you know, how it comes from. But I mean, it, the psycho itself, it's, it's been done. Yeah. Probably too much. Yeah. Is there any modern day actor you think could play Norman Bates right now? That's a tough question. Don't I'm going to go on a, who? D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio? Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? 
I could he could play that slowly turning crazy but subtle. Mm-hmm. I think, and don't laugh at this, but ha! I could see Jim Carrey playing Norman Bates. <laughs> yeah. But not yeah. like Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey. I'm talking the number twenty three, Jim yeah. Carrey, because yeah. that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of how that movie is, where he's slowly losing his mind. Yeah. And you know he, you know he could play like you know the the calm, nice, sweet guy, like offering mm-hmm. this girl a, a room, and but then fucking going all out crazy at the end. Yeah. No, I agree. That would be my pick. Because, like, you need somebody that's, like, kind of lovable in a weird way. Yeah. But also has, like, the darkness. And I, I, I think that's actually, yeah. I don't I don't think, like, Vince Vaughn has that. No. He's either, No, like, his, his funny is more dickhead funny. Yeah. Or yeah. frat boy funny, which is still dickhead funny. And, um, but he can do the opposite. Like, if you saw him in, um, what the fuck was that movie? Domestic Disturbance. Yeah. Like, you know, he wasn't very funny at all in it, but he was a ruthless killer throughout the movie. Have you guys seen um, uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99? Fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. That and um, Dragged Across Concrete, it was made by the same director. I haven't seen the, that one, but I have seen Brawl in Cell Block. That, I mean, that's, that's another example of Vince Vaughn, you know, that's a hardcore yeah. role. That's not that's, as normal. That's something we we got to cover soon. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a while. But um, um, so what would you rate it, John? I give it three stars. Justin, I'd be at the three. I think it was I would pleasantly unexpected. Yeah, um, I think I would give it a three point five, and I definitely want to check out at least the third one, maybe the fourth. Um, but yeah, so IMDb gave it a six point five. It has a 61% of Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.4 on Letterboxd. Um, the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at the movie bar at the moviebaroutlook.com. I say it every week. I still can't get it right. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.